We are at an inflection point in an enormous financial cycle, a cycle that takes a hundred years to turn in full, the 100-year cycle of money. This cycle marked the beginning of the gold standard, the end of the gold standard, the beginning of the fiat standard, and now perhaps its end as we see the emergence of a new standard, the crypto standard. So let me explain. Cycles are seductive, which is why they're so dangerous. Many dismiss cycles work as little more than market gibberish. And I have a great deal of sympathy with that view. It's easy to look at past events, find an arbitrary pattern to fit them, perhaps even stretch events slightly to fit the pattern and then call it a cycle. They're easy to write about, and because of the shortcomings of the human brain, where we seem determined to believe that some higher power is at work, they make for compelling narratives. Before you know it, you're peddling a newsletter. So often, as soon as I hear the word cycle, I try to erect a defensive mental barrier. I want as little of that stuff as possible in my head. Cycles are all very well in hindsight, but in real time, trading or investing on the basis of a cycle is a very different prospect. I've seen people, indeed I've done it myself, get so wedded to the idea that some cycle is in motion that you end up ignoring what is actually happening in the world about you. House prices are going to fall because of where we are in the 14-year property cycle. Well, no, they're going up. Anyone can see that. At the same time, however, there are cycles turning around us all the time. From the moon, to the seasons of the year, to the cycle of life, what Shakespeare called the seven ages of man. In financial markets, there are hype cycles, Kondratiev waves, the aforementioned 14-year cycle in real estate, the four-year presidential cycle in US stocks, the seven-year crash cycle, commodity super cycles, demographic cycles, and Lord knows what else. Heck, what are bull markets and bear markets, good times and bad times, if not cycles? So, with that rather lengthy disclaimer in mind, let us turn our attention to the 100-year cycle of money. And by the way, this is a cycle I've observed. It's not a, an official cycle, it's a, it's a frisbee cycle. So, money is technology. What we use as money is often determined by the technology available at the time, usually communications technology. The first money sent across the Atlantic was sent by boat. Vikings or Basque fishermen or aboard the ships of Christ Christopher Columbus, whoever you think got there first. But it was the successful laying of a transatlantic cable in the mid-19th century that enabled money to be sent by wire. Not actual gold or silver or paper, just a message between two trusted third parties, a record of debt. That message took several hours to cross through that wire. Today, with digital technology, it's instantaneous, although traditional banking's processing of that message can take several days, which is why crypto, which only takes a few seconds, is so much better for international payments. 
The clay tokens that represented measures of sheep or barley, which were used to record debts in ancient Mesopotamia, morphed into the first hieroglyphs and eventually the first handwriting, the first systems of writing. This was just ancient communications technology. Coinage must be one of the most successful technologies ever invented, given that almost 3,000 years after the first coins were minted in ancient Lydia, we're still using them today, albeit only just. But even coinage, it could be argued, is a form of communication. With the head of the ruler, coins were a form of propaganda, as well as a form of certification of weight and metal purity. Gutenberg's invention of the printing press in the mid-15th century, and by the way, I recently discovered Gutenberg was also a goldsmith, which I find quite interesting. His invention enabled a more efficient way to record debts than handwritten notes, printed notes, and by the early to mid-1600s, even here in the UK, written promises to pay, which the Bank of England calls running cash notes, were in use. And the Bank of England has handwritten cheques in its collection from the mid-1600s. And after the bank was formed in 1694, its notes were formally printed. British national finances at the time were a mess. We just had the glorious revolution after decades of civil war. The lucrative hearth tax had been abolished. And King William III, William of Orange, was involved in various expensive overseas conflict. The Bank of England was formed with all this in mind to help raise the money the Crown needed to mostly fund its wars. And there was a run on British silver. It was worth more melted down as bullion on the continent than at its face value in the UK. Counterfeit coins were rampant and the great scientist Isaac Newton was called into the bank in 1696 to oversee the great recoinage. And Newton would eventually become master of the mint, a position he held until his death in 1727. But in 1717, his report on the state of the gold and silver coin fixed the value of the guinea and effectively put the UK on a gold standard. It was perhaps an accidental gold standard. He'd set the price of silver too low, causing it effectively to go out of circulation. The guinea was a quarter of an ounce of gold, one pound sterling, fixed at 21 shillings of silver. So that is our first marker in this 100-year cycle, 1717. And at the end of the 18th century, uh, Prime Minister William Pitt's policy of sending gold abroad to fund Napoleon's enemies on the continent, uh, his gold coins became known as the Cavalry of St George because of the image of St George on the coins. This resulted in a shortage of gold at home in the UK. Then the cost of the war saw the UK abandon the backing of its gold, uh, a backing of gold to its paper money, and around the turn of the 19th century, inflation was running wild. So, as the war ended, we got another great recoinage, this one in 1816, to re-stabilise the currency. The first pound coin was struck, the gold sovereign, at just under a quarter of an ounce of gold. And this was the currency of the British Empire uh, for at least... For, well, for another hundred years. And it was another expensive war that saw its demise, the Great War, World War I. In 1914, the sovereign very quickly vanished from circulation as the UK again abandoned the gold standard to free up the printers and debase its money to pay for the conflict. And so began the fiat standard. 
And here we are, just over 100 years on, in another period of monetary experimentation, printing and debasement. Overseas conflicts have been a huge drain on the resources of the world's major superpower, no longer Britain, but the US. Its military is a vast expense. There were, and still are, the wars on terror and on drugs. And then the global financial crisis and mass bailouts, welfare, interest rates are being suppressed. We have this newfangled quantitative easing QE. The idea of modern monetary theory, MMT, is prevalent. Globalisation and improved productivity masked all the inflation, though we certainly saw it in property and asset prices. But supply chain failures and labour shortages now mean that inflation is much more apparent and harder to conceal. In reaction to it all, Satoshi Nakamoto devised his blockchain and we got Bitcoin, which has spread to the mainstream. So much so that central banks are now evolving their own programmable money, CBDCs. Crypto money is the latest evolution in technology. Will the world embrace the next stage of QE, the ultra-loose MMT of central banks, or will the inflation be such that it embraces some kind of hard money standard, perhaps based on gold, which central banks own, or on cryptographic computer power, which they have little control over? Or will it be a bit of everything? As I say, we are at an inflection point in the 100-year cycle of money. Money is technology. I urge you to have some exposure to this latest evolution. Thank you very much for watching. I'll be back with another video very soon. Um, in the meantime, please subscribe to my channel and I'll see you very soon.